Welcome back to another episode of the Church Experience Toolbox podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, and we are so excited to dive into the next episode on our series on culture. Today, we're going to be talking about the culture and the secret sauce recipe of a truly great team. Let's dive yes, in together. Let's secret sauce it. Let's <laughs> secret sauce. You need a tagline, a secret sauce tagline. <laughs> Secret sauce tagline. Welcome back to the uh, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Kristen, glad to be here. Can't wait to talk about the secret sauce. The secret <laughs> sauce. Forget Canes. Forget Chick Fil A. Let me tell you about the truly good secret sauce of a team culture. In our last episode, we really talked about the pitfalls of a negative culture. Why it's important to care about culture and what it kind of looks like, feels like if your culture is just crappy. Um, today is the bright side. So excited <laughs> to be here on the bright side. Um, and Ramel, do you want to just kick us off? Something you always say that I absolutely love. Let's dive in with duty versus heart. Will you talk wow. about that a little bit? Yeah. A few years back, it had a moment where I had to recognize that it was the duty of the role versus the heart of the why. Right? The duty of the role is all the things that our teams have to do to get the job done, to get the weekend ready, all those things. But we led with that. Like I started seeing that we led with the duty. We led with the job first. If our job is to park cars, our job is to seat people, our job is to hand out the bulletin, our job is to say hi to everyone that's here. We're so focused on the duty that we kind of forget about the heart of the why. The heart of the why is the people, right? So what are our people are, are going through, engaging with the people, not just making that checklist happen and making sure that we're doing all these things, but being aware of what's in front of us. Right. What is in front of us is the heart of it, not it doesn't you know bypassing someone going through something or someone wanting prayer because I get to the next thing, but really spending time and engaging with people. Wow, yeah, and you know that bigger picture and just taking I love what you said, taking people back to the why. Yeah, that is so important. Yeah. Because this is a spiritual practice. Serving yeah. is a spiritual practice. It's not just about your head or the work you do with your hands. It is about your heart and connecting with yeah. Jesus, connecting other people with Jesus. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. The, the checklists are important. I know there's some people yeah. out there like, no, I got to get my checklist done. Yeah. I'm going to put something on just to check it off. Like, I get it. And it's 100% needed for the weekend of the services to happen. But there's a certain point where you, you cannot lead that way when people start actually getting there, that the heart piece has to be the reason and, the, and everything that you do is around that. Um, and that checklist has to be put off to the side. You know, it can't be the thing that, that takes precedent over the people in front of you. I've noticed that sometimes people even show up better to the checklist when they know the why. Because yeah. it's not just a, a quote-unquote meaningless task. It has a real purpose That's behind right. it. Kingdom work purpose into pouring a cup of coffee, into passing out a bulletin, into greeting someone, whatever that might yeah. be. And, you know, realizing that always putting that, that why, that heart piece in front of our volunteers, right? Cause you get to a point where like, why am I just making coffee for all these people every time? Because coffee brings a sense of comfort to mm -hmm. certain people, especially new people yeah. um, that they wouldn't have elsewhere possibly. Right? Why am I putting these notes in these in these spaces? Because someone's going to read these notes and actually change their life. Mm. Right? There's something on those notes that really can change their life. So it's not just a job, like you said. Like it's not a a task just to put notes in a certain space or stuff a bulletin. Like there's a person holding that bulletin could be knowing Jesus for the very first time. Wow. You know. 
Here's something else we kind of touched on in the last episode is just how negativity or gossip can be so harmful to a team and to a culture. Something we practice is uh, Matthew 18 conversations. It comes from a scripture in Matthew chapter 18 where Jesus says, if you have a problem with Mm -hmm. someone, go directly to that person. So we teach that to all of our volunteers. It doesn't matter the level of volunteer, the level of staff. It's an executive pastor to a welcome team, whoever it is. If you have any sort of animosity, you need clarity, you're frustrated, you can just go directly to that person and have that direct conversation. And we've trained our team to know that if someone comes to you and says, hey, I want to have a Matthew 18 mm-hmm. conversation, yeah. you just take a whole dose of humility and you just listen. Yeah. And that's the thing. As we tell our, our volunteers and our leaders that, that means we ourselves as staff have to also receive that, right? Yes. So like if someone comes to me and says, hey, there's something that you said I'd love to talk to you about. I, I can't take it personal. Like we can't lead out saying, go have these conversations in this biblical way. And then someone comes to us and we're taking it personal. We're taking offense by it. We're being defensive about it. Like that's not going to happen again. Like we just changed the culture because we're not receiving it well. Yeah. Right. So yeah, we even, we practice that as staff members too. Ramel, you yep. and I have had Matthew 18 conversations. Absolutely. We've had it with so many different people on different teams and, I think on the flip side of that too is if you ever need to have a Matthew 18 conversation with a volunteer, mm-hmm. likely maybe a volunteer who is doing something very negative, gossiping, um, complaining, whatever it might be that's negatively impacting the culture, that Matthew 18 conversation can turn the tide in the culture of your team. Right. Telling that loud voice who's constantly complaining, hey, this is the house of the Lord. Let's talk about your frustrations one-on-one and work together right. to solve them can can be a huge game changer. Yeah, I mean, and you can't be afraid of, well, if I have this conversation, that means they're going to leave. We need this volunteer to stay. Like, we, you can't have the fear of something because, again, we talked about in the last episode that there's an unhealthiness from one person that can impact so many, right? Yeah. So having these type of conversations, again, is saying to our team in our culture that we are open and honest with each other, and we want to have these healthy conversations, not just to better the team, but that individual as well. I used to have a um, supervisor, pastor, who I worked for a few years ago, and he would say, never rescue someone from a hard conversation. There's such a temptation mm-hmm. to, when you have to sit down with someone and say, hey, this is this is not going well, this is not okay, to make it better for them and be like, oh, but it's not that bad. Oh, right. but you have yeah. to just let someone sit in yeah. the hardness of it for a minute because that's where transformation really happens. Yeah, and you know what? For me, the example I've had in, in the past with a volunteer when we've had this type of conversation like if it's received negatively or received and they're just defensive about it, you start bearing down. So, okay, let's stop. Let's stop and just ask, how are you? Because there's something else going on. Other things are revealed sometimes, I think, in this where you're like, okay, let's just take a, let's take a step back. How's your life? How's your personal, what's going on yeah. personally? And again, it becomes a, that, that, that heart piece in our culture saying, hey, we care about more, more about you individually than about you saying yes to serve with us. Like we care about you and your spiritual health and your physical health. We care about you. That's the culture we're trying to set, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that genuine, you're their pastor, right. you're their shepherd at the end of the day. Another thing uh, we talk about too is showing up authentically. Yeah, We talked a little bit this in uh, the episode we did about our huddles and showing up authentically for your people, understanding where your people are at. It's a huge part of culture. Um, it kind of goes both ways. Staff members, you don't want to be putting on a fake 
face. Right. You don't want to be faking it. You don't want to expect them to fake it. So whatever that is, I remember when we had a, there was a shooting in our community mm-hmm. a while back and the next weekend was heavier. Um, yeah. So we kind of showed up just in, in reverence, being ready to hold people's grief. Yeah. There's a lot of teams though that will just gloss over hardness because it's easier to do right. so. You really want to give space for wherever people are at. That's where trust is built. Yeah, and that trust is part of the culture we're trying to say is important to us, right? Yeah. Knowing and your surroundings and the space and what's going around around you, that awareness, again, it shows that we care about our team and their their well-being and where they're at in the situation. I think on the flip side of that with authenticity, just even coming to your team and saying, hey, I've been reflecting on the culture of this team and there are some things that I don't think are great, that I don't think honor the Lord, that I don't think honor each other. That is authentic. It's true. Yeah. You're not making up some big leadership speech without acknowledging the problem. You're just calling it for what it is. Yeah, right. Another thing we talk a lot about is showing up with passion. Um, this kind of connects to the why we do it, but just really making sure you're plugging volunteers into spaces that they enjoy and yeah. that they're not hating. If you have a volunteer who's like, I literally hate that I have to make coffee. <laughs> Why do I have to say hi to people? Yeah, put them in a new spot. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Like you want to put you in the right spaces um, and where they're gifting her at, what they want to do versus like, well, this is our need. So can you just do this for us? Um, again, it's the culture of caring for them. Yeah. Right. And not just caring about we need someone to fill a spot because we're desperate. I really care yeah. truly about where does where do you fit in best? And yeah. what do you really want to do? And what are you passionate about? Because it'll, it'll come off in a negative way if they're yeah. not passionate about it. Yeah. Get them out of there. Right. Put them somewhere else. <laughs> Another thing that we really practice on our team is humility. I think this is really one of the big key ingredients to a healthy team culture. There, None of us are too good to do anything. Mm. You know, me and Ramel will be picking up trash and stacking chairs shoulder to shoulder with our volunteers. That's right. We have lead volunteers, we have new volunteers, and at every level we are willing to do whatever it is that needs to get done because we're humble. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's there's a there's a space and a place really where you literally are shoulder to shoulder with your volunteers and you're showing again, like the, the culture is we're willing to do whatever it takes and we're willing to all jump in to do whatever it takes, right? So that you, again, I will never ask our team, staff or volunteers, to do something that I would not be willing to do or willing to show up to. Because um, I want the culture to know that we are all saying yes to whatever this is, wherever we're asking of you. It's not just you guys show up. I'll be at home. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Right. We all want to be part of that same team, that same, that same attitude. Like, no, we're all here. We're all going to make it happen. Whether it is pulling chairs away, whether it's picking up trash, um, whatever it is. Sometimes I notice we run into this with volunteers who have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. That humility piece has to be reinstilled over and over again. Because yeah. when you've been doing something for 10 years, you start, yeah. not even that it's arrogance, it's just like familiarity of like, this is what I do, this is who I am. Right. People should love me because I'm doing this right. for so long. Why are you asking me to do that? Yeah. <laughs> of We see it in, hey, this is my spot. I yeah. will not move from this spot. I've yes. been ushering at this door for 25 years. That's right, or, don't move me. Or remember when we switched from name badges to name yes, lanyards. Yes, Lord. Yes. Yeah, and there were some people who were just like, the, 
badge is cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wearing this badge for 20 years. How can yeah. you take my badge away? Yes. Yeah. And it's it's not that, again, it's not that, you know, these people are bad right. or their heart will. It's just a moment of like, hey, we're going to do whatever is best for the church. Right. And I think that's what a big part of what we mean by humility of yeah. really putting the church's right. needs before yeah. your own. And just so we're clear, that statement was like, oh, we need to check our culture. We need yeah. to check our heart. When someone is willing to leave yeah. or, or putting up a fight, so to speak, because a name badge, a shirt color, a uniform, whatever is being changed or you're moving their, them from a spot to another spot because of a need, like those are yellow flags to ask the questions. Okay, are we, are we, are we, have, we, have we not said to them recently, hey, this is the heart of why we serve. This is why we do this. Like Kristen said, what's best for our church if they're not receiving that, then you have to have those one-on-one conversations of like, okay, maybe it's time to step down or take a pause because you're literally, you know, putting up this argument about a name badge change. Yeah. Right. That's a yellow flag. We have to ask ourselves, what are we doing? What can we change? What do we need to talk about? Right. There's this phrase that my husband and I talk about a lot. It's called monks with mops. It's this kind of catchphrase that we use to kind of summarize our ministry philosophy of who we want to be yeah, in the okay. next 20 years. It comes from this movie called Amazing Grace. Have you seen it? No. Well, it's about William Wilberforce so. abolishing the slave trade. It was incredible. You okay. should watch it. Okay. But there's this monk in it who has been through all these things, has all this knowledge, and he's just the caretaker of this church, mopping the floor. And people come to him for advice for wisdom and he's just this awesome guy who knows Jesus so well but is so humble that he spends his days just mopping the floor yeah. of this place and that is just the picture of mm. I know what we want our ministry to look like and what we want the hearts of our volunteers to look like monks with mops you're so devout you're so close with Jesus yeah. you are so humble that you're willing to do whatever it takes for the kingdom it's so good um, another thing we talk about kind of segueing off of this is harder on us easier on them yeah. will you impact that for us yeah, I mean, we, we, we say that from the top down, right? So, like, for our volunteers, it's harder on us, easier on them. The them is our guest, right? So whatever our guest needs to make things easier for them. You know, we, we, we don't just point where they have to go to. We try to walk them where they go to, where they're asking for, whether that's a kid's building, the actual worship center. Because when they ask those questions, that means they've never been here before, right? So that's opportunities there. So harder on us to take that walk along with them. From our staff to our volunteers, like same thing. Like we're gonna be in the hard stuff with them. We're gonna show up to the things that's important to them. We're gonna show up to the things that we're asking of them to do. So it's also harder on us. We want to be easier on them, so we're there with them, right? So all those things is just whatever the them is the people that you are leading and shepherding or serving. So whatever that is, it is harder on us, easier on them mentality. Um, back to what we talked about earlier, we're willing to yeah. do anything. Right, and that's the culture we want to show up as, that we are all willing to say yes. Yeah. You know, it harder on us, easier on them. The way you get people to agree to that mm. is really through what we talked about, through the humility right. and what you just said, keeping the why in yeah. front of them. We were onboarding some brand new volunteers a few weeks ago who we were like, hey, you're going to go welcome people at this. It was like probably a mile away from where they were going to be. It was really far. And they're like, that. I don't want to. They just naturally, anyone would be like, what the heck? Why are you putting me in the boonies <laughs> so out far, there? It's so yes. far. And I try to remind them, what about that person right. who parks over there right. who has no idea how to get yeah. to this place where they need to go? Right. And it just, I saw it shift in that person. They're like, oh, yeah, of course. That's why I'm here in the first place. Right, you know? exactly. And reminding it's them. It's so easy to lose because 
a lot of people have been around church. They love it. They want right. to be in the middle of the action. They want to be in the middle of the fun. And right. so it's not even a bad attitude of just, it's more of just a reminding yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Cause it'd be so much easier for that, that first time guest or that, that whatever uh, was coming to our church. If you're that far away, having a volunteer there greeting you at that distance from our, yeah. where they have to go to, man, it makes their life so much easier. They feel welcomed right away versus like, man, how far do I have to walk? Am I going the right way? Am I I'm lost? You know, but someone's there to meet them um, early on. It's so great. Yeah. Uh, the last thing on our secret sauce list is that we operate with a high level of excellence. And I want to be careful how we talk about this because this is not some kind of crazy dictatorial, it has to be perfect or we're all fired kind of a thing. <laughs> it's that we want to give our best for the Lord. We're yeah. not satisfied with only good enough. Um, and in that, it, that really affects your hearts and your attitudes. Like, I want to have a great attitude yeah. today. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it's just becoming like, how can I do things better, right? Even just assessing the day, assessing the you know 30 minutes, 45 minutes you're serving, like, there's something I could have done better. And that's what we mean by excellence. Like you have to keep asking yourself, how could I, how could I serve better today? Was there a certain moment, certain time? I mean, I could have spent more with one of my volunteers. I could have spent more time with that. With I guess asking that question, like it's an excellence of serving and being there and doing your job, right? Of what that is. So just, I can just continue to ask yourself that. Like they see leaders are learners, right? So always wanting to learn and do things. So same thing with serving and being there. Like, you know, what is it that I could have done better today? And asking your team that. So you're constantly having that moment of not being settled for just okay, just being good enough. Mm. Our people deserve more than good enough. Yeah. Right? We're pointing them to Jesus. We're, we're welcoming them into a space of the house of the Lord. Like, these people deserve the absolute best from us. And if we don't try to achieve that like we know we're not going to be perfect but we don't try to achieve that and then ask ourselves our questions like did we do our best today if you don't check in then yeah. we're we, then we're not giving them the best that they deserve yeah i think i just want to clarify too what this looks like in the church space is not multi-million dollar buildings and right. flawless entryways it's the Good enough is you say hi and someone walks by. Excellent is you know their name and maybe even offer to pray with them. Yeah. That's the difference in what we're really Yeah, having about. an actual conversation besides just a hello, especially when they're looking like they want to have a conversation. Yeah. We're just routinely saying hi just because that's our job to do it. But if we notice certain things about their demeanor, about how they're acting, like step in, right? Step in yeah. and say, hey, are you doing okay? I'm like, my name is... Like just that simple thing can open up a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to reread this full list just in case uh, you're wanting to write some of it down or you feel like you missed a point. Um, we have remember the bigger picture and the why. Have Matthew 18 conversations. Show up authentically and show up with passion. Duty versus heart. Keep it humble make it harder on us so it's easier on them and operate with a high level of excellence. Yeah, that sounds great. Also, wait, just as we close down, let's also add in, have a fun time. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, fun has to be 100% uh, an element of your culture, right? Because you're not, <laughs> if people are going to be serving with you longer, right, and coming weekend after weekend, and they're coming not just for the why, we want them to come for the fun. Yeah. Right? You want them to know like, you're going to have fun in this space we're serving. And we 
always want to have fun. We are not we're not going to take ourselves too seriously. Don't do um, that. No, don't take it too no. seriously. <laughs> like we definitely want to have a culture of a lot of laughs um, and just always making sure where everyone in our space is having fun. You should be cracking more jokes than giving serious instructions yes. on any given yes. weekend. I live by that rule. Yes. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We can't wait to see you guys next time on the Church Experience Toolbox podcast. See you then.